I'm Trias. I am 18 years old from Madison, Wisconsin. I go to high school. I love to volunteer. I'm also super into making crafts and hanging out with my friends and siblings. An active lifestyle for a dynamic young woman. I am going to school full time. I also work two jobs at once and I have a lot of freedom. Freedom that makes Treya feel. I am feeling pretty great. I definitely have a lot more energy. I get a lot of time to hang out with my friends and work and just do all the things I want to do. And I'm pretty happy. Freedom that most 18 year olds feel and probably take for granted, but not Treya. In fact, until recently, freedom to live her best life was difficult. Some days, impossible, because... I actually have a couple of conditions, the most prevalent one being cyclic vomiting syndrome, CVS. I also have irritable bowel syndrome, IBS, and then just kind of chronic stomach pain and intractable nausea when I'm not in the episode. She's been battling gastrointestinal disorders most of her life. I've suffered with specifically cyclic vomiting syndrome since third grade, though it was atypical because episodes were up to 18 months apart up until about three years ago when they started occurring much more often. And then I got my official diagnosis about two and a half years ago. And as much as you would think receiving a diagnosis like that would be devastating news. Honestly, it was actually a big relief, even though it's a scary disorder. I had spent a very long time being undiagnosed or doubted by doctors, and it was really tough to diagnose. So the diagnosis provided some comfort, though at the time we didn't know a lot of treatment plans. Speaking of being doubted by doctors, remember what Dr. Kovacic said? Doctors say, oh, this is probably in your head. The more unresolved medical problems we have, the more anxiety you have. So you could probably see how this could be a really, really negative circle. And Treya says this did indeed make things harder for her. I had a lot of doctors doubt me because the way I presented was very atypical but it was really discouraging and provoked a lot of fear and honestly made me feel worse when they said they didn't know what it was or trying to treat me for just anxiety. That was really, really hard. Which is why she was relieved to be diagnosed with CVS. But did she fully understand then how this could impact her for life? My first reaction was, did they just come up with this to give me a diagnosis? Because I had never heard of it before. But I was told that some people outgrow cyclic vomiting syndrome. I also learned by joining an online community that adults still suffered with it. And there's a lot of fear. What were the earliest symptoms of her condition she remembers? Looking back, I was always sick as a kid. Like for a day, I was throwing up. Everyone chalked it up to anxiety. But I identified my first episode, as we call it, when I was in third grade and I was having a surgery. When I woke up from anesthesia, I could not stop throwing up and was hospitalized for a couple weeks. That's my earliest episode that I remember. Making her feel, as a young girl, both very sick and very uncertain. I was really scared. I felt completely out of control in my body. I mean, there was a violent retching. I also get a really bad migraine and have sensitivity to any light. And I mean, lots of doctors were coming in, psychiatrists, neurologists, all these people trying to come up with something, but it would take a very long time to get me diagnosed.
and in between doctor visits and hospitalizations, her condition was interrupting Treya's day-to-day life. I remember after my first episode, I had to have a tutor just because I missed so much school and my friends didn't completely understand what was going on and I was feeling pretty angry. Leading to other feelings like isolation. I felt really, really alone. You know, when you get a diagnosis that people have heard of, you kind of feel like you're part of a community or people who can support you. But if you look to other people like doctors for answers and they don't have any, it is terrifying. How were her conditions treated early on? Treya says there have been medications. We've tried everything in the book. Zofran, Excedrin, a lot of migraine meds, pain meds, antipsychotics. They threw at me so many different medications, including one that they usually use for patients with cancer in chemotherapy. And devices. I have a port in place that wires to my heart and they give me nutrition through it. I have a GJ, which is a feeding tube in your stomach, which they also tried to give nutrition through it. Even surgeries. I had surgery to treat GERD, which they thought might be making this worse. I had two surgeries for that. And despite all of this we have tried so many different things and those weren't really treatments we just had to keep me alive during my episodes with mixed results at best mostly ineffective and they didn't help for years i was in the hospital two weeks on and then a month off and then back in the hospital for two weeks i was living in the hospital and everything they threw at me was not working on top of all of that her episodes increased over time. I started with not having episodes very often, and then the episodes increased in frequency. So having episodes days to weeks apart. Treya was now in her teen years, but she says what should have been the time of her life was no life at all. It was very grim when you can't live your life. I mean, I wasn't living life. I didn't know what to call it. I was always in the hospital, always in the dark. There was a lot of tears and a lot of fear. I did not know if I'd ever be able to live with CBS. Her future outlook. I didn't see much of a future. There was no life that I was living with those symptoms because I could not handle the pain. And it was really, really, really tough. Darkness. And then, finally, some light. I have two amazing doctors that work with me at UW Children's Hospital. They were amazing in outreach. They tried everybody in the United States to see who could help me and led me to Dr. Kovacetch. It was the first Treya had heard of auricular neurostimulation, and she admits... To be honest, I did not think it would help because of the amount of things that didn't help and it seems so minor given the surgeries and procedures I've had but I was at the point where anything give me anything I just can't keep living like this put it on me <laughs> so she gave the IB stim device a try the result it is life-changing and amazing I could not walk without getting sick during my episodes I couldn't move now I can go into light so much freedom that I didn't even dream was possible once I started suffering with CVS. Anything I can do right now was very difficult or impossible for me to do without this device. 
Treya describes the relative simplicity of the device. I wear it on my ear and there are four little stickers with tiny little needles attached to them. They stick right on your ear and then there's wires that lead to a small bean-shaped battery pack that I wear behind my ear. When people see her device, they sometimes have questions leading to some interesting moments. A lot of times I wear my hair down and cover it, but when my hair is up, the thing that has been happening is people assume it's a cochlear implant. <laughs> One person started signing to me. <laughs> I was like, I don't speak that language, but then it is a good time to educate people. Can she feel the device? If they put it over a certain part of my ear, it's kind of a pulsing feeling, and then they just move it around a little bit. But it gave me hope because I could tell it's doing something, definitely electrical. Are there any drawbacks to wearing the IB-STEM device? I do wish you did not have to get it put on every week. And you can't go in water, so that's hard. It was something that definitely took getting used to, but eventually I did forget about it enough to go in the shower and realize I had it on. And there was a couple buzzing feelings on my ear. Whoops. So I just want to emphasize, going in the shower, don't do that. Got it. But there's far more upside. I just went out to dinner with my friends and then got ice cream afterwards. And that's a huge deal for me. I get to be with my friends. I get to eat. I get to live my life. And that was not happening. Today, Treya says her future looks bright, far brighter than her life before and without the device. It wasn't living. It was very dark being that sick, and it was a place I never want to be in again. So what's next? I'm graduating high school on time, and I will be going on to college. Thanks to those Treya calls her team. How grateful I am for my team, GI doctor, Dr. O'Connell, psychiatrist, Dr. Taft, and Dr. Kovacic for giving me this device. He is truly amazing and has changed my life for the better.